Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast on this steamy Tuesday. We're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We are here in our very finely air-conditioned West Loop Studios. Temperate. It's beautiful. It was a little, was a little, really nice. little worried. A little uh, bit worried. issues? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I th- I'll be honest. I think we should probably still worry. I don't know if we're out of the <laughs> woods yet. Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. No, I was yes. a little worried getting up to the third floor and like, man, if that door is propped open, I'm just turning around and going home. <laughs> I'll do it from my car. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. The Stanley Cup final begins on Wednesday. Uh, we are going to discuss that. We're going to preview that. We've also got our favorite Stanley Cup moments, non-Blackhawks, that we're going to go over today on the eve of the Stanley Cup final. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yes, but warning, this will not be an entirely Blackhawks show. So if that's not your thing, there's other Stay options. anyway. Yeah. Uh, stick around. Fun. Yeah, stick, stick around. around. We're going to have fun. fun. There's, we'll, there we'll share are some many fun ways memories. that we can turn it around to say, well, how does it affect the Blackhawks? How Absolutely. did it affect the Then we would become Maple Leaf fans because well, everything apparently affects the Maple Leafs. Hey. It's the off season. We gotta we gotta keep the news cycle going, right? But since it's a Stanley Cup memory show, there will be no Maple Leafs talk. Good point. Ooh, Strong point zing. by you. Burn. So as I was uh, before we get to that though, we do have a little bit of Hawk stuff to get to here. Every day when I wake up, I start making the rounds through all the Blackhawk publications, all the hockey news around the league. So I log on to the Athletic and go to their Blackhawks page, and I see here headline: Lazarus, why the Blackhawks shouldn't trade Alex DeBrinket. And right under that, Powers, why the Blackhawks are likely to trade Alex to bring it. <laughs> They're cop, right cop, next to each other. Yep. And I, I read Laz's first because I was interested in his take. And we've been discussing this a lot over the last week, month, <laughs> seemingly year. Because yeah. this is the key story of the offseason right now is uh, Alex to alleged availability. Um, and, I, you know, I'll let you. You should read Lazarus's piece. I'm not going to read it here for you, but his point is, Alex DeBrinket's really good. Draft picks aren't guaranteed, and Alex DeBrinket will still be really good when the Hawks are good again. All of which are valid points. Mm-hmm. So I want to take this opportunity to clarify my stance on the DeBrinket thing. We discussed it at length yesterday, and you guys can clarify yours as well. Obviously, I'm open to it if you're getting a top three first round pick. And at least one almost guaranteed prospect. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm not talking about trading Dabrinkit to get into the 15th through 20th pick of the first round. Absolutely not. I need something that is as close to guaranteed success as I can get, or I'm hanging up the phone immediately. That's why, to me, the specific devil's trade rumor that won't, I don't know if it's a rumor, trade speculation that won't go away is intriguing to me because it makes a lot of sense for both parties. But I'm just to be clear. I'm not trading him just to trade him. No. You've got to blow my doors off yes, you, for me to make that You deal. have to give me the Alex Debrinkit equivalent of the Brendan Hagel trade. Like, we all laughed when we heard, was it Frank Saravalli that said, Sarah oh, Valley, yeah. yeah. Blackhawks are asking for a first-round pick for Brendan Hagel. And I, and I, I scoffed at that idea. I'm like, no one's going to give you a first <laughs> round. Then you get two yeah. and two players. Yeah. So it has to be the equivalent of that, not – two late first round picks and two, you know, borderline NHL players. Right. But it has to be like that. Oh my God, I can't believe we just fleeced this team for this mm-hmm. player. That's the type. Of, well, I, I go, I go back to what Elliot Friedman said on the, uh, on the Oilers now podcast on six thirty. Chad, Chad. Chad. Um, <laughs> where he said, you know, think about what would, you know, hurt a franchise in their future. And then add to it, and that's what it would take Let's to get Alex to bring a franchise it. for Alex to bring it. That's what I'm for. It, yeah, if the Blackhawks want to completely fleece the future of the Devils for Alex to bring it, that's what I that's what on. I'm looking for in trading Alex to bring it. Completely to your to your point, Jay. It's not just to trade him, just to trade him, and maybe you know get get a, get a couple maybes. No, you want to get top three. You know, you want to get uh, prospects that were recent first round guys that look like, hey, these guys are going to be NHL regulars, NHL like top end players, like a Dawson Mercer in in New Jersey. Uh, his name has been thrown around there. So too. think think of like a Reichel type of prospect, where he's had probably an yeah, NHL look, and least, you know yeah. that the NHL future is pretty certain. We don't know how great Reichel's going to be, mm-hmm. but we know he's an NHL player and a top six one at that. Pretty, pretty assuredly. Yeah, if, if, yeah, if, if you can get players whose ceiling is impact player, that's what you, that's what that what you're looking for, and you're going to get multiples of those. You, you basically want to take one season off the rebuild for what you can get for Alex Debrink, mm-hmm. and if you can't do that, then don't make the trade. And to the to the point that that Mark Lazarus is making, he's not wrong. No, not at all. No. Alex Debrinket is young elite a, a proven f- proven from everything we know a good leader um and likely if he were to sign an extension with the blackhawks would be the face of the team in a year or two like we don't know how long i i did it i pointed to the freaking <laughs> bobbleheads we don't know how long jonathan Taze and patrick kane are going to stick, stick around these two right here we don't know how long they're going to stick around they are currently the faces of the team but de is in the you know Mount Rushmore He's, of this current roster of about the face being potential captain, potential captain material in a, in a year or two. So yeah, so you don't trade that guy just to trade him. You no, trade that absolutely guy to not. Make your franchise better and get you closer to a championship. But to what Power says is, is the feeling I get is that it is feeling more inevitable that it's the right thing to do in the rebuild mindset. If in, in, in if yeah yeah my only my only hope with this is listen if the Blackhawks don't trade Alex to bring it and they lock him up and he's here for the next six, six or seven years, awesome. I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. But if they could trade him and get two or three Alex to bring down the road, I'm in favor of that too. 
my only hope is Kyle Davidson, and I'm sure this is the case because I, I I have no reason to believe otherwise. Alex DeBrink or uh, Kyle Davidson has his set value market value of what Alex DeBrinkett should bring back, and you don't waver off of that. I either right. get exactly what I want, yeah, or I'm I'm done. I'm moving on. I don't need to trade Alex to bring it. I don't necessarily want to trade Alex to bring it. But if you want him, show me how bad you want him and make it worth my while. Well, and Davidson also has a leverage of like, look, I can very easily sign him to $10 million for the next however many years and be fine with it. We're not cap strapped in any way, shape or form. Yeah, right. We've got cap space. It's not an issue with Taves and Kane coming off the books. Alex to is an easy guy to secure long term. Does he want to be here? That's another question. But all indications seem to be that he's pretty happy here. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, he wants to have a chance to win. But, you know, if he feels like in three or four years they could be back to a playoff team and then in five or six years maybe actually contending, he can sit this, his style of play, as Mark Lazarus points out, is a, is a style that's going to last. He's not necessarily built on speed or physicality. He is a sniper. He's a, And that's not going to go away. That shooting ability isn't going to go away. And as we get into our Stanley Cup uh, final preview here, it, it kind of reminds me of Steven Samkos, right? Like this, a similar style of player where it's not like getting destroyed in the corners and, and out racing everybody, but it's just that dynamic shot. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to go away. That's not something that, that goes as you age. Right. He's got and, that master ability to find the soft spots in the ice. Right. He's like a, not the same necessarily type of overall player, but the same type of shooter as an Alex Ovechkin. Like, how in the hell is he always wide open to get that shot in the left circle Mm -hmm. because he's just that good to get there? Yep. So, anyway, this will be the hot topic of the offseason and will continue to be until, uh, well, you know, I would expect if it was going to happen this offseason, it would happen at or before the draft, um, which is uh, early in in July. So, you know, we're going to be on this because it's a story that just will not go away. And every Hawks fan, I mean, my Twitter, my DMs, I'm sure you guys had the same thing. People are just, like, chiming in with their thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. And if you want to chime in with your thoughts, you can email us, blackhawks at allchgo.com, and we can get to some of those on Mailbag Monday or or maybe uh, before that. So speaking of that draft in early July, we've got – it's going to be – we're going to knock out – Oh, yeah. Knock it out of the park. we got some exciting stuff planned. We're ironing out the details in full, but if you're a big draft nut – this is the only place you want to be for, for the uh, NHL draft, that's for sure. I prefer macadamia nut. You would. Yeah. yeah. Too many trips to Hawaii. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. Uh, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, I'm sorry, on ABC. I'm looking at ESPN+. Plus On ABC, uh, game one of the cup final, Lightning at Avalanche. And I have been wrestling with this prediction since we found out that the, actually probably before that because <laughs> we sort of knew how it was going to go since the lightning uh, tied the series yeah right <laughs> and uh i'm not going to make my prediction yet because frankly i haven't yet i don't know i want to hear your guys's arguments and see who's going to convince me because as we've said i've thought since day one colorado was the best team in hockey however as greg has said you can't pick against the lightning until they lose and they've won what eleven consecutive playoff 11 series, consecutive series, and yep. fifteen consecutive for Pat Maroon. Yeah, how about it's that? just, it's just, it's really hard to pick against Tampa. I don't know. I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to make a prediction yet. <laughs> I need some I time. Am. I'm ready. All right. I, I, I truly believe that the 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 Avalanche are the best team uh, in the NHL. They were, the, I I think they were the best team going into the playoffs. I think Tampa 
um, is, you know, they're, they're still the champs, obviously. Uh, and, and having a two-time defending champion back in the final, very hard to pick against that. But I look at the um, some of the series that, 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 that the Lightning have played. They got down 0-2 against the Rangers, had to come back. They had to go seven against the the, the Maple Leafs in the opening round. Um, you know, I just I just look at the, the path that they took to get here, and I compare that to the path that the Avalanche have taken to get here. I'm going with a, a, a team that's fresher, has played fewer games, seems to likely be healthier, and I just I look at the way that Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr have been playing, and I just don't know how top to bottom this avalanche team loses a seven game series. So I'm going Colorado. I'm going seven games because I'm greedy as a hockey fan. And I want (laughs) as many games as possible between these two teams. Um, The, I think the biggest thing for me that would sway me a little bit more to the lightning side is the goaltending matchup between Darcy Kemper, who has been fine. He's been, he's been a fine goalie has done enough to, uh, to, to, to backstop the avalanche to this point. Um, but Andre Vasilevsky is who he is, a, arguably the best goaltender on the planet. And that may be the, uh, the edge that, that tips it for the lightning, but I'm, I'm still believing that the depth, speed, and firepower of the avalanche can outgun the lightning. I'm kind of like Jay. I'm torn here because I picked the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup before the season started. I have them winning the Stanley Cup in our uh, NHL.com bracket challenge. But I've been telling everybody, don't pick against the Lightning. So <laughs> yeah. what do I do here? Do I stick with my preseason pick, or do I stick with what I've been telling everybody else to do? And I'm going to stick with what I've been telling everybody else to do. I can't bet against the Lightning. As much as I love the Avalanche, I'm still going to go with the Lightning in seven because for two reasons. You mentioned one of them, Andre Vasilevsky. Yep. The Avalanche have not faced a goalie anywhere near his they haven't faced real like star goaltending yet uh, yeah they didn't get Yushi Saros in that first round the Jordan Bennington Billington combination eh, to that and yeah. and then Mike Smith is Mike Smith that's not an NHL <laughs> starting Smith. goaltender so right they're stepping up in class there the other reason I'm going with the lightning is because they have faced some serious effing adversity in this in this playoff mm-hmm. and have bounced back every time. Avalanche really haven't. Sure, they lost two straight games to the Blues in that series, but did you ever for a second think that series was in jeopardy? No. Did no. you ever think the Blues were going to win that series? No. They haven't had any adversity. The Lightning had to go to Game 7 in Toronto and win after yeah. losing Game 1 6 to nothing, They were down 2 nothing to the Rangers in the series, down 2 nothing in Game 3, and here they are four games later back in the Stanley Cup Final. Sure. Avalanche, Avalanche haven't played for 12 days, so that Game 1 tomorrow night can be really interesting. Yeah. Um, here's why I do think the Avalanche have a serious chance to, to prove me wrong, and if they prove me wrong, then my preseason pick is <laughs> right. You can't so I, I'm, I'm golden one yeah. way or the yeah. other. So I, I have put myself in a position Sitting to back waiting one, for the result. One of my predictions <laughs> is happening here. But the Lightning have had trouble with speed. They had it those first two games against the Rangers. They couldn't keep up with that speed. Some of that had to do with they had the long layoff. Mm-hmm. 
And then Gerard Gallant, and then they they had some injuries, and then Gerard Gallant decided, hey, I don't need speed to beat the Lightning. Mm. Let's put Ryan Strom out there with one freaking leg and then yeah. watch him let Steven Stamko skate right by. Gerard Gallant proved in the last three games of that series why he's had to find a new home every two years. People love him, and then you go, I don't know what you're doing. The whole Kako thing yeah. is a little... Cuckoo. Uh, little, exactly. You know, like, I don't understand how you don't go for speed in that game, but... Again, he's got all summer to not talk about it. Yeah. Um, so the light, the Avalanche have speed. They got to use that. If Nazem Kadri can somehow play in this series and be Nazem Kadri, that makes him even tougher. That yeah. That's uh, but if Braden Point Braden comes Point and plays and yeah. can be anywhere like Braden Point, that makes the light. So Which it sounds like is probable. Yeah, and. I don't care because this is going to be great. Yeah. This is going to be maybe one of the best Stanley Cup final we've had in a long time. We're going to talk about past Stanley Cup finals here in a moment, segue. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still sticking with Tampa in seven. I, I can't bet against them at this point. So that did absolutely <sighs> did nothing you, to did, help. Have you been convinced? One Actually, <laughs> it did, but not in the way you think it did, Greg. Your point that Colorado has not faced any adversity – it's because they kicked the living crap out of everybody <laughs> they played, and they true. haven't needed any diversity. Well, and adversity, ha- diversity, and they haven't an played. They haven't, they haven't played, an, <laughs> but they also haven't played an opponent that could beat Toronto, Florida, or the Rangers. I mean, you got to. I mean, you just not. You just have to knock down who's in front of you. I get that, and right. they did that, you know? and they did I mean, impressively. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're just steamrolling people. But what happens if they go down 1-0 in this series? How do they bounce back? I look at they it. They probably do, but they haven't had to yet. I look at it that the the, the core of, the, of this Colorado team has faced adversity over the years. I think one of the points um, someone made on, on, on Twitter recently was that, you know, the Avalanche have to learn to lose. They've lost. Right. They just haven't learned they, how to win after those losses. Yeah, they've, they've lost and they've had the, the adversities of – you know, falling short when expectations were very, really high. You know, last season, season before that, you know, this this group of McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, um, you know, McCarr, like these guys have been around for those losses. And I think this is the point where, you know, we go back to last year where Adrian Dater had that ridiculous question to Nathan McKinnon about overthinking and just saying, you know what, F it, uh, we're just going to go out and win next year. Honestly, maybe that's what they're doing and just saying, maybe. screw it. We're just going to rely on our, our God-given abilities, our speed, and just steamroll teams like we know we can do. Yeah, and they, you know, good point, Mario, because Colorado yeah. has been the darling Stanley Cup pick for a few years now. Yeah. People have seen what's coming from them, and you think about, like, the Washington Capitals and their journey to a Stanley Cup and the San Jose Sharks that we talked about a couple of shows ago, like that were just great for a decade, but just not good enough. Mm-hmm. There's your adversity is, is falling short year after year after year. And finally you get Makar reaching this level of player. He's at Bowen Byram steps in and joins yeah. you add Nazem Kadri who's phenomenal. Yes. He's hurt right now, but looks Devin like he'll be Taze back for at least the middle so of the series. Yeah. Like they're, they're just, it is their time, but <laughs> <laughs> like Tampa gets better as series go on. They seem to get stronger the longer the series go. And I think part of that is the opponent saying, oh, my God, we've blown a series lead or this team just won't go away. And it's like a it's like a heavyweight bout. Right. And mm-hmm. the lightning just wear your ass out to where and this is how the Hawks were in a dynasty is teams can hang for a while. But then when the smoke clears, the the deeper team is the one left standing 
Colorado to me is deeper than Tampa. And I'm looking at the t- two years prior, and it's amazing that they've got a chance for a third in a row. But last year's cup and the year before's cup have nothing to do with this one. They just don't. They're different seasons. They're different situations. So right. I can't say, well, they won two in a row, so they're going to win three. I can't let that influence my decision. If I'm looking at these two teams as they are constructed right now, because they're not the same teams, different personnel, all those sort of things, I'm going with Colorado. I'm taking Colorado in seven. And, yes, Vasilevsky is unreal. He is the best goalie in the world, and until he is dethroned, you know, had Chesterkin won this series, we can have the conversation. But he didn't. Right. Vasilevsky won. The, he didn't win the series, but the the Lightning won the series, so he keeps the crown. Uh, but I just look top to bottom at Colorado and all their firepower and all their speed. And look, if anyone's going to give Colorado a, a shot, it's the Lightning. But I think this is Colorado's time. They're going to win the Cup. They have been the best team all year round, and they're going to prove it. I think they're going to prove it and win it in seven games. One one other uh, intangible we didn't talk about <clears throat> behind the bench, mm. John Cooper. Yeah. I don't think he is – I think he's extremely underrated when talking about great coaches. Yeah. He is the yeah. master of the adjustment in a series. He mm-hmm. doesn't panic. He doesn't make crazy, oh, crap, I'm going to scratch this guy who played for me all year, but then the one game I need to win, I'm going to scratch him because whatever. Yeah, right. He's never. He never panics. Jared Budnar has been a really good coach. He's never been on this stage. Right. I wouldn't underestimate the fact that John Cooper can personally win a game just by outcoaching Jared Bednar. I remember in 2015, during the Cup final, I was at a Cubs game, and John Cooper was there, and he was just so relaxed. He's just sitting in the crowd. He's smiling. He's like, people are razzing him. He's waving. You know, he's he he was enjoying the whole. The people were recognizing him. Yeah, I think right. first and foremost, but like it was right in the heat of the final, and he was not phased. You know, like, what percentage of coaches would be like, you know what I'm going to do right now? Go to in the middle game. of the championship series, <laughs> I'm going to go to a Cubs game and just chill out for a while. And he, he, I heard a podcast interview with him, and he was incredibly impressive. And that's a good point. But I think, you know, when it comes down to it, coaching is one thing. And I think a coach's job is to not screw it up. And I don't think Jared Bednar is going to screw things up. You know, I, I he just yeah. I haven't seen well, any I think, indication I think his from him where he's too that, talented. Where yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that, even if he does make questionable decisions, his team can bail his ass out because yeah. they're so that's, good. That's Am I true. missing something from him though? Was there like a decision during these playoffs and that that was a bit of a head scratcher from him? Not that I can really not recall, that I can really. Point, but they have two playoff losses, to, but, so it's yeah. like, right. what are you going to do? So let's see what happens if Tampa wins that first game. My, the interesting thing is goaltending for them. Yeah, uh, you've got. Kemper supposedly ready to come back. Seems like it. But there's no reason to put him in necessarily. So what? So you put Kemper in game one and say they lose three to two. Do you pull the panic button and then start playing hot potato with your goalies? No, I, I don't think that that's – I don't think that that, would, that result would, would warrant or Kemper having, has, having to hit a Kemper gives up five. Button. You lose five to four in a typical avalanche shootout game <laughs> or you lose seven to six. Because that's been known to happen in these playoffs. What do you? I mean, I mean does yeah. he panic and and make a change there, and then now all of a sudden you're down 2-0? You lose those first two games. You know, I think the the at home the difference between Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz is minimal. So I think if you're making a switch, it's there has to be something tangible that you're like Kemp, Kemper is too right. hurt to continue being you know the caliber of goalie we need. They would need. 
So then you go to your backup. Um, but that could be but, the only f- coaching thing that I could think again. Yeah, that could trouble. be the only switch that could that could really. But backfire. you're right. There's not much of a drop off between those guys. It's yeah. kind of like goalie A, goalie one A, one B. Yeah, yeah. So, and it right. just seems that, and it just you know, Kemper has been has been very good. So there was no reason until he was hurt to have to, you know, go to France. So well, because I'm a huge company guy, uh, I just I'm going to use this opportunity to make sure that everybody, if you want really in-depth coverage of the Stanley Cup final. Go check out our Avalanche crew at DNVR, our uh, our mothership in the Mile High City. They are doing a fantastic job. They've got a YouTube channel, too. They've got a great website. Follow them on Twitter, DNVR, Avalanche. Check them out. Check out. They, they, they've been doing some amazing stuff all season long. Go through their YouTube channel when you're done watching our show, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and and it, they'll, get, they'll be able to break down the Colorado Avalanche's playoff run a lot better than we can and, and give you some fun stuff along the way. So check out. I cannot wait to see the uh, social videos from, oh, from the, the DNVR bar, yeah. bar which is they're going to go through some renovations this summer, but they are only opening yeah, for the Avalanche game, games. Yeah. That's that's going to be a lot a lot of fun to see. That. And if you are in the Denver area and you do go there, I probably don't have to tell you. Make sure that you're you're in line early to get a good spot because I'm imagining be a hot spot. Uh, that's the place to be for the Stanley Cup final if you're in the city limits of Denver. Absolutely. There's no bald mic to, to let Lawrence nope. in the back door. <laughs> Not this time. No. Oh, there might be a. Uh, I'm sure there's a bald somebody out yeah. there. Or maybe if you grease the right palms, like, I don't know, Brandon yeah. or maybe Could Allie. Be. I don't know. By you the know, way, has anyone ever talked about John Cooper's resemblance to Michael Keaton? Because every time I see him now, it's just like, God damn, it looks like Michael Keaton. Looks yeah. like who? Michael Keaton, you know. Mike Keaton? War- oh, yeah, no, he does. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Not Mike Keaton, the former coach, but Michael Keaton. The, Michael Keaton. The, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, he's always Academy dropping Award TLC winner. references. No, yes. no one saw that movie. Except <laughs> I believe it. If you have not seen the other guys, you should watch the other guys. Yeah. It is a it is a diamond in a rough comedy class. Well, and I guess and and one thing I wanted to 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 say to the to the point being that you know the Lightning, you know they they have faced adversity. I don't think they've they've faced a team that has the killer instinct that Colorado that like the ability to when they have their foot on their neck to finish it. I think Colorado has, cause, cause the Maple Leafs have blue and white syndrome, so they can't, they right. can't finish. The Rangers had, had them down, you know, down in game two three with series, a two O series lead and yeah. could not, could not finish it. And that was a series where it was like the Rangers, if they were going to do it. They had to win game three yeah. and, and they couldn't do it. I think Colorado is talented enough, deep enough, and they have the ability to, if they get up on Tampa, not let them back in the series. It's going to be fun. I'm yeah. proposing seven best of seven series. <laughs> so the best of seven of best of seven. Can we do that? Yeah. The best it. of 49. Let's do it. Because <laughs> I can't Just, wait. It's yeah. going to be awesome. I hope it's not a disappointment, though. We were all jacked up about the yeah. Battle of Florida. Yeah. And that was... Yeah. Right. That sucked. No, well, it's going to be great. There's, well, no, I, there's no way this series disappoints. There, yeah, I think there's... Too much talent, too many stars, and too many good storylines. That it's just whatever way it, it, it pans out, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be great hockey to watch. I, sure. I'm I'm happy that a guy like Nathan McKinnon is going to get his due. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. He's not. Speaking of underrated, yep. He is not up there when you talk about the best players in the game, and he should be. Uh, he should be. It's Connor McDavid is the best player in hockey. It's not even you know. There's no argument there. But that next group right under him. 
believe that pack is led by Nathan McKinnon. Right now it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's going to get on ABC television tomorrow night. He's on ESPN, ABC, Stanley Cup final, biggest stage of his career. I don't see – I see him just – I mean – the, the talk now getting, is getting is, the spotlight. Is, yeah, yeah. It's it's him and Kale McCarr are the the front runners for the Conn Smythe Trophy. Stamkos is definitely in that conversation. Who, who, who are your Conn Smythe picks? Connor McDavid, and no. <laughs> um, boy, he might finish as the points leader, still crazy. without playing in the final. That's crazy. I don't know. It's it's so like at this point, there's so many guys that have contributed so much to this point. It's someone's gonna have to take the final by the throat, yeah. I think, to really like whoever scores the game-winning goal in Syria. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like when the writers pick the third star at hockey games. Yeah. Like uh, three is this guy, two is this guy, and one is whoever scores the game winner. Right. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> the Colorado's got two guys that are worthy of it in Makar yep. and McKinnon. Either one of those guys, with you take one, you take one of those guys off that team, and they're probably not there. Tampa has been more of a. That committee, team. but yeah. Stamkos, my God, man, yeah. that what he did in Game Six, he was like, "F this, I'm tired of this team. <laughs> We're moving on. I've had enough." His stone cold killer is what yep. I call him on Twitter, and I mean, maybe this is his year to 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 do that. I mean, he's got what nine goals in, in there, but they've had so many great runs. Palat has been super valuable for that team. Another underrated hockey player. You can nev- mm-hmm. A seventh-round pick. Yep. Yeah, you can never underestimate what Victor Hedman does. I think Victor Hedman is one of those guys that's just been so good for so long, we just kind of assume. Yeah. He's taken for just, granted. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like Duncan Keith was yep. here for a long time. Uh, and then, of course, you got Vasilevsky, who, you know, hey, uh, take away game one from each series. <laughs> He's been a monster. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, you got to guarantee you win game two. That's why they lose game one on purpose. There you go. That pivotal yeah. game two is important. Except for that one time, but then it didn't matter. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, I'm the going best with way. Kale McCarr, by the way. McCarr. I'm, I'm saying Kale McCarr. Uh, right now, it. if I had to pick, that's what I would pick. Mm-hmm. I would give it to McCarr, but I think the people that actually vote for it would, would give it to McKinnon, and you can't go wrong. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of those guys have been worthy. phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, they're basically like the same player, one as a forward, one as a defenseman. It's, a, it's remarkable. By the way, we've done a little bit on like the ESPN stuff um, on the show since we started. Uh, I saw Kale McCarr was a guest on SVP Sports Center during the Eastern Conference Final. They are covering hockey, yeah, and I appreciate it. Like to have Kale McCarr on, like you know, via satellite as they used to call it. <laughs> yeah. Now it's via Zoom with the headphones on and just uh, you know, a good solid interview about hockey to lead the show. That's great and. For guys like McKinnon and McCarr and Braden Point, if he comes and plays, which he probably will, and Palat to get on this big stage finally with, um, you know, the right sort of playoff coverage where it's not just like, okay, turn to NHL Network for your post game, right? Like we right, had to yeah. do on NBC all the time. No, it is a focus in even the Sports Center following will lead with the Cup final. Yep. It's huge for these guys, and we're yeah, looking yeah. at the uh, was that the odds, Lawrence, for a Conn Smythe winner. Yeah, I just thought uh, I'd go to our old. good friends at Point Points Bet. How are your How are your new glasses, Greg? Because I, mean, I cannot I mean, see I that. I can zoom a little more. It is uh, extremely <laughs> small. There, that's a little better. Plus, Kale McCarr plus one eighty for Kale McCarr. Plus two twenty five for Nathan McKinnon. Plus three fifty Andre Vasilevsky. Where is Stamkos? Plus three seventy five for Nikita Kucherov. Steven Stamkos. Boy, I don't even see him on the screen. Way down there. What in the I don't world? Even see him. How do you? He's not, not on the board. He's not on the board. I know PointsBet is our like great is our great sponsor, and we love them. But come on, man, what are we doing here? I gotta make a call. That's very interesting. How is Corey interesting. Perry on there, and Steven Stamkos is not? That's very interesting. 
Well, if they add him, it's going to be high odds, and I will take that pick. Yeah, give there's me. our play of the week early. Yeah, I don't really know what. I'm not sure. Maybe there's some reason that he's not. I don't know. He's too good. There's got to be a reason. Too good, too my good. friends. Plus the house, thirty thousand on uh, JT Comfer. I'm going to put a dollar on that <laughs> just go. just for fun. Why not? Right, North Brooks own. All right, well, if you want to place your bets on PointsBet, it's very easy. Download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Do it right now, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, and a free CHGO membership, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And remember, it is your li- your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better with live NBA same-game parlay. You can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the NBA Finals. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. So get your phone out, download the PointsBet app, use that code CHGO, and you are good to go. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And CHGO Blackhawks and the CHGO Sports family is brought to you by Athletic Greens. They've recently uh, come on as a sponsor here with us as we've uh, launched, and they have done uh, some some wonders for my health so far with the, uh, the AG1 formula. It is designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. I know I do love myself some coffee, but the natural energy from the AG1, I can feel that in the, uh, the weeks and months that I've been using it. Uh, it definitely has made a difference. Uh, with AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And if you follow different uh, dietary restrictions, um, it's it's good to uh, good to go. Whether it's gluten-free, dairy-free, keto, whatever it is, uh, AG1, you are set. Uh, it's easy to incorporate into your life, no matter how busy you may be. It's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of AG1 in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I don't know what that was, but okay. Uh, <laughs> that, was, uh, Frank, that was from, uh, from old, school. old school. Frank oh, okay. All right. yeah. I Frank the Tank. Gotcha. All right. Well, and finally, the last way you can really support us, and that's very easy. That's becoming a member over at CHGO. Yes. AllCHGO.com. Become a member. You'll get access to all the amazing written content. It's not just the Blackhawks. It's the Bulls. It's the Bears. It's the Cubs, the Sox, the Fire, the Red Stars, and the only reigning championship team in this city, the Sky. We got it all covered. There's great written content behind the paywall. Also, you get to go to the CHGO locker, the infamous lockers here at CHGO, and pick 
any shirt you want. Yeah. And we're going to send it to Ooh. you. You can obviously we're biased. We want you to pick that beautiful Chicago Blackhawks one right there. Same logo that's on the YouTube screen. <coughs> but we won't be mad at you if you wear one of our great other CHGO shirts. So Eat many it. to choose from. <coughs> I'm getting all choked up thinking about how great these <laughs> shirts are. Obviously, we've got the, the CHGO ones. You could support us as a whole. The Bears one is great. I personally love the Sky shirt. The colors just pop. Yeah, the logo is amazing. Great. Our two soccer shirts are great as well. You get to pick any one you want. We get it for free. And then you also get access to the members-only Discord server where you can get into all our chats, talk to a lot of our personalities, hang out in there, meet some new friends, tell us why or why not trading Alex DeBrinkett is a good idea. We're here for it all. <laughs> And it's a very low monthly price. So go to allchgo.com, become a member, become part of the community. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build a community and we can't have a community without you guys on the other side of this camera feeding back to us. So we look forward to you guys joining soon. Yeah. It's a great place to be. And re reminder, do those, it. uh, those written pieces, it's all ad free. Allchgo.com is ad free. Clean. So you, you, won't get busted, you won't get busted at work because yeah. a random video starts playing. There's 700 ads. things popping up and you don't know yeah. where and an ad playing 30 seconds you're trying nope. to read. Your money, yeah. your money helps us get rid of all that nonsense. <laughs> all right, so ahead of uh, tomorrow night's Stanley Cup final getting underway, uh, for Top Shelf Tuesday today, we're going to discuss some of our favorite Stanley Cup final moments that do not include the Blackhawks, um, which is, that's a lot of the Stanley Cups to choose from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> majority of my life, quite, yeah. Quite a few of them. Yeah. So um, the one I think, and we use it as the show image today for people in our generation, is 2001, Ray Bork gets traded to Colorado and wins his first and only Stanley Cup. And uh, I think he's one of those guys that was at the time, and still is, kind of universally agreed on and everybody liked him. Yes. Just a real like a class act guy who had a stellar career, um, most of which was spent playing in Boston, and they just never got a cup for him. And this was a, a clear cup chase. This trade, everybody knew was happening. Yeah, Everyone knew before the deadline that Ray Bork was going to go to Colorado. It happened, and he got his cup, and Joe Sackick handing the cup to Ray Bork was a very, very cool hockey moment. And I love when, and we ties into the Hawks a little bit, 2010, they give it to Hosa. Mm -hmm. 2013 was... Hanzus. Hanzus. 2015 Tiemannen. was Kimo in. Mm -hmm. Those veterans who had never won one before, yep. getting it handed to them first by the captain. It's such a cool hockey tradition. And the first time I was really cognizant of that, was Ray Bork getting it in yeah. Colorado? Just an incredible Stanley Cup final moment. Well, and that was that was for me the first Cup final that I remember really watching and paying attention to. We were talking about it during uh, before the show. Um, you know, I, I that was the, the late '90s, early 2000s is right when I I got into hockey, started really getting into it, and um, you know, I didn't really know who to you know put allegiance to. I, I lived in in southeastern Wisconsin, so we didn't have. Wisconsin didn't have a, a, a hockey team. Chicago was 90 minutes away. I was like, oh, okay, Blackhawks. Oh, they're not that good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with them uh, as, you know, as a team. But, uh, you know, as, as my generation and, and, and our generation kind of, um, you know, developed over the years, video games kind of played a, play a factor into, sure. you know, getting to know players and teams. And, you know, I played the, the early NHL games in, in, in that time. And, 
in, in NHL 2001 and 2002, the Avalanche were absolutely uh, a, just a monstrous team with Joe Sackick and uh, Peter Forsberg and just the list goes on and on. Alex Tongay, like, just really good. So uh, I, I would always play with them, and so that was a, a team that I watched. And, yeah, I remember – you know, going through that uh, that that time frame, that was the first Cup final that I, I remember really paying attention to and really watching. And um, you know, I didn't understand it as you know being 11 years old. I was just like, oh, Ray Bork, cool, like that's cool. They're passing the cup around. You know, it, it didn't register with me until I understood more of the history of the game and the, and the history of Ray Bork. I was just like, wow, that moment is just you know you you still you, you know you can go on youtube and find like top moments in stanley cup final history and that's always on there yep. um you know and and the call from gary thorne just makes it even better uh um, <laughs> so for 22 years call. it's just yeah it's just one of those moments that it's just like that really can only be manufactured through the stanley cup and 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 through that uh that lens. Well, thank you for making me feel old that you were 11 during the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. watching hey, Ray Bork get the Stanley Cup passed to him at a bar, and I wasn't even there on a fake ID. <laughs> um, hey. But that's a great one to remember. Um, people forget. Everybody remembers Ray Bork. But that was seven games of Patrick Waugh versus Marty Broder. Yeah, I mean, give right. me that. Like, oh, that was yeah. pretty fun. I mean, and, and the Avalanche were actually down 3-2 in that series. I had to win the last two games of that series. Uh, Patrick Waugh says, nope, I'm going to do that. And he only allowed one goal combined in games six and seven. So uh, pretty good. two of the greatest goaltenders of all time, if you were to put a, a Mount Rushmore of of goaltenders, those both of those guys are yeah. probably on it, and they're going at it in their you know tail ends of Waz's career, but still amazing. Uh, that was good stuff. I always liked the Avalanche, those '90s, early 2000s teams, because you know the Hawks. That was at the tail end of the Hawks, and then the Hawks got really bad. So I needed a playoff team, and the Hawks weren't in it. So I went with the Avalanche because I loved. Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg. And, and you hated Detroit. And I hated Detroit. <laughs> so the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Good um, reason. But you mentioned the video games helped you a lot in um, getting to know the players. And for me, it was hockey cards, but even more so the hockey. Remember the sticker albums? Oh, yeah. The Opeachy sticker albums. You would get this book. And it had each team had their own page, and there was a blank square for each player, and you collected packs of stickers. Oh, wow. And then you would put the sticker on each team page and try and fill out each one. Oh, nice. That'd Those were awesome. And that's how I like got into the playoffs. And that's my earliest Stanley Cup memory was pre-Mario. I don't even think you were born in 1989, were you? Nope, not yet. Jesus. I was, uh, I was 10 days short of 1989. All right. So, yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, 89 Cup Final was... Uh, <laughs> what do you want me to do? I, be older? Be older. Yes, be older. <laughs> Sorry. That's what we want. Join the Greybeard Club with the rest of us. <laughs> I, I, you know, if you look closely, there's a, yeah, yeah. There's oh, Nora, you have a daughter. You got to look coming. closely. Yeah. They oh, could, I know. They could see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're we're almost eight months in, and there's like <laughs> we're getting there. Yep. But '89 was my first Cup final. I really got into, and I was kind of telling you guys the story. But that was the the Calgary Flames, Montreal Canadiens. It was Lonnie McDonald's last ride, and just to show you how a kid's mind works. 
and I'm dating myself even more here, but there used to be a rust proofing company called Rusty Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, and they would, when you went and got your car serviced at Rusty Jones, they put a little decal on your window and the guy was Rusty Jones. The, the mascot was a red haired guy with a big mustache. And that was on my grandpa's car growing up. So when I saw Lonnie McDonald, I was like, that's the guy from grandpa's car. <laughs> I want him to win the Stanley cup. And as I got older and then you get to learn about Lonnie McDonald and like how everybody essentially out of Montreal, outside of Montreal I was rooting for him to win that cup and that was his last game and he got finally got it so that's the what first story. one I was really invested in was that 89 flames because uh, I think that was actually the first year that we actually had cable TV at my house too so we actually were able to watch it there you go uh, so that was another reason uh, for the the Lonnie McDonald Rusty Jones uh, <laughs> and, and Lawrence is trying to get us the picture we'll, we'll get it here for you for yeah. your kids out there for you youngins uh Rusty Jones Rusty was Jones a thing back guaranteed in the day. rust proofing. There it is. There There's is. Rusty slash Lanny. So when you're 10 years old and you see Lanny McDonald out on the ice, the first thing I think of is Grandpa's car. That guy worked on Grandpa's car. I there hope he go. wins the Stanley Cup so he doesn't have to work on cars anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, so, it's so cool, you know, for a guy, too, with like that long of a career, that beloved, to win his cup on the last day of his career, on like one leg too. And he was so, so there, injured. Yeah, too. there's so many iconic photos of he guys with the their cup, Stanley clinching Cup clinching goal in that game. I yep. believe too. He is just hugging it like a child. Mm -hmm. He's got his eyes closed, his head is rested against the bowl, just like I finally did it. I can finally call it a career. Um, yeah, you know, to tie it like to the Cubs, like kind of like David Ross, like a very similar yeah. kind of a thing, like a big personality, not the most talented guy in the whole world, but really good for a long time. Just never got a shot. And to have that moment in your last game, just incredible. It's uh, it's there's so many cool images of, of Landy McDonald winning that cup. I was not really cognizant of hockey until. You talk about video games. The EA Sports series really got me into it. Yeah, even e like a sports. Yeah, it's in the game. Like NHL ninety three, ninety four. I always like ninety five the best. I don't know why. I think maybe that's when I got good at it. Um, Is that the one where they they could bleed? I, I think ninety three was the head bleed. No, yeah, they, they got rid of it in ninety four or five. Yeah. I think. Yeah. it was only for like a season or two. Yeah, yeah. But I just swingers. Um, you know, they played the <laughs> exactly. the MIDI version of Here Come the Hawks on there, and oh yeah, it's how you would learn players. And look, yep. half the Hawks games of the year weren't on TV, so I was cognizant of the Hawks Cup Final in ninety two, and I was into it. But I really became a big Hawks fan after that. Like, 93, 94, 95 is really, like, my formative years as a Hawks fan. Uh, Joe Murphy. Yeah, Joe Murphy. Well, Joe Murphy was one of my favorites until he told yeah. me to go F off at a Who concert. Hey, now. Hey. I'm like, hey, it's Joe Murphy. He's like, hey. No, he said, go F yourself. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well. When I just recognized Joe Murphy. I should get some credit for that, yeah. not scorn. Well, and then who ended up effing himself in the uh, end? Yeah, there you that's go. That's a sad Car story, it man. Is. It's uh that's you tough. know, and I'm sure at the time he was going through some some troubling, Obviously. but that was like my first like "Don't meet your heroes" moment of mm. many. Yeah. Um, but was, hey, you're Joe Murphy. Hey, go f yourself. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. Oh, I, I'm 17, so <laughs> I have been. How, <laughs> how dare you interrupt Baba O'Reilly? Yeah, yeah right. that was after the show too. Mm. We were like walking to the parking lot. Joe Murphy at Tinley Park, jerk. Wait, was that <laughs> was that the uh, Quadrophenia tour? Um, no, it was not a specific. It was like a greatest hit show. It was okay. the Roger was Daltrey has alimony payments tour. <laughs> oh, I, I <laughs> they played beyond, behind Blue Eyes twice because oh, the first time Roger Daltrey was like, that sucked, we're doing it again. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, okay, we're going right. to hear Behind Blue Eyes free, again. Free music. I, I was yeah. in Tinley Park for the Quadrophenia tour, and it was amazing. 
Yeah, and that was put on a hell of a show. Entwistle is still alive, and yep, yeah. yeah. Mackenzie Entwistle, <laughs> not quite. Yeah, well, Mackenzie Entwistle probably wasn't even born yet. All right, so no, I've got a lot of favorite cup moments, but as I was reflecting on this, my new favorite is very recent. Twenty twenty Cup Final Game Three, Steven Samkos plays two oh, shifts. Yeah, yeah. was it two? I thought it was just the one. He played two forty-seven of that game. So unless it was one super long shift, no, which I, I don't, don't think, think it was, was no. he comes in, takes a shot, scores a goal, and then basically never plays again. He had not played in the playoffs before then and did not play after. It was one magical moment for he, Steven Samkos. And he had like some sort of like core injury. Core ab- ab- yes. Yeah, like a core muscle like and just and tear. Somebody who's been doing yoga for the last 13 months, I know how important the core muscle is. And if mm-hmm. that thing were to ever like shred, oh. That's why I don't okay. have well, any. Think about, yeah. <laughs> well, think about just Galaxy like, brain. you know, your Taking core muscles, like route. <laughs> breathing and like just like shifting your body. Think like, about skating with a core yeah, injury. Just, just, and then yeah, just scoring a goal skate. in the Stanley Cup final game. The game what? winner, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, think, yeah. And also yeah. in the context of the time, everybody thought Stamkos was done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it was play out this contract. Maybe he finished his career on LTIR or whatever. Like, we're never going to see Steven Stamkos again. Then all of a sudden, this year, he has, like, basically a career year. Is the guy who everyone knew he was early in his career. Unbelievable He's comeback room. 32 years old. I know, I and we're talking about him. on the NHL Network. I was like, wait, what? Is a potential Conn Smythe winner. Not according to, uh, not according according to points, but, but, but we're going to make we'll, a call, though. We'll, we're going to we'll, make a call. Yeah, we'll try and get his that career figured ended out. in 2020. <laughs> we'll get that figured <laughs> out. Yeah. But just in the context of that moment, that was magical. Oh, yeah. And it, it reminds me of it wasn't a cup final game, so it doesn't count. But Mario Lemieux's last game where he gets a breakaway and scores at the end of the game. I had no interest in Penguins and Flyers at that time. I was sobbing. Sobbing. That was such a magical moment for Mario Lemieux. And uh, he scores and he's like, looks up to the heavens. He's got his hands out. Like, that was such a memorable moment. And the Stamco saying, like, all right, he's going to give it a go. Comes out, scores, and they're like, he's not playing anymore today. It's just amazing. Like, that's the sort of stuff that you'll tell your grandkids about throughout history. It's it's stuff, it's folklore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's folklore. It's it's Casey at the bat type stuff. Yeah, except he actually hit. Except the ball. that, yeah, <laughs> it actually happened. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Babe uh, Ruth calling his shot at Wrigley Field allegedly and hitting a home run in the World <laughs> Series. Except this actually happened. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's the stuff that legends are made of. It's the stuff you talk about at Hall of Fame induction speeches. Mm-hmm. And we talk about two like other truly iconic Cup final moments. You've got the Messier guarantee in '94, and then that. Image of him like shaking the cup and nodding. So there it is on. Our I love that yeah. series too because I and and and, and uh, foreshadowing or or, or seg, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I love this series because I'm the biggest Steve Larmer fan on the planet. Yes, you are. And <laughs> I I am such a Steve Larmer fan that he actually made me think it was okay for root, one spring for new for york new york team <laughs> wow so yeah more on steve larmer thursday i believe correct yeah. yes uh yeah absolutely Stay he's tuned. not responded to me on twitter yet so well thursday is steve we'll larmer's see. birthday and we're, we're gonna dedicate our throwback thursday episode to good old number 28 who, who should be in the gosh darn hockey hall of fame mm-hmm. by now but it's more a, on that on thursday it's almost absurd that, that, that was the stuff of legendary we're gonna win game seven they win game seven in the in the that was the conference final yeah uh, yeah. And then, of course, they they caused. Yeah. I was a Devils fan back then. 
I was rooting for, yeah, I mean, I was rooting for the Rangers, but I wouldn't have been broken. I always had a soft spot for the Devils. Um, but, and then, of course, they caused Vancouver for uh, another uh, post-Stanley Cup final riot. I believe that was the first one. Good job. Congratulations, uh, and, and Vancouver. And then they got to repeat that again 2011, in 2011. Yeah. Yeah, so. But I think when we talk about the most iconic Stanley Cup image, it's Bobby Orr flying through the air, yeah. uh, oh, sweeping yeah. the blues, uh, just like the Superman pose. Um, the goal. It's, it's a, that's when, like one when of those we things. We do something that, that's called the goal, the goal. and you that's, know what people are yes. talking about. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty iconic. Yeah. It's one of those sports uh, images that everyone can identify, whether they're a fan of the game or not. Very similar to the Jordan dunk mm-hmm. from the free throw line, like just that still image, right? Of Jordan, like or that, or that, that biting Jordan, his lip. that Jordan behind the other the basket with the against yeah, the Lakers right, in the yeah. final that, that was on that Gatorade commercial. Yeah. Years. Yeah. I mean that's what I remember. Yeah, isn't Joe. Bobby Orr's statue in Boston? It's the yes. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. So it's though he should be wearing a Hawks jersey, my friend. <laughs> should be should should be outside the United Center. Yeah, yeah. Black, right next to the pinball machine at the bottom lounge. For me, again, I'm going to be the young person on the show. Um, in one of the, I don't really remember too much of the 2002 final I think probably because it was the Red Wings and I was just like I'm not gonna really watch them but 2003 um you know with 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 my childhood and 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 hockey the Mighty Ducks were huge at that time and 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 a huge part of it so with the Ducks being in the uh in the cup final I was a big fan of Paul Correa um you know I've I've mentioned on the show the the late 90s early 2000s if you were short and good you were my guy uh so so Paul Correa I was I was a big fan of him and Knowing how his career and life changed from that moment makes it a little weird, but Scott Stevens knocking him out in the final and then him coming back and scoring in the game. I mean, that is one of the craziest highlights, I think, that there will ever be in yeah. hockey. And, and it sticks out to me, um, you know, being, being young and, and watching those games. Uh, obviously, the, the, the Ducks didn't end up winning um, the, the the series, but that was one of those moments J- where it was just the JS Giger run. Yeah, the goalie just gets hot, takes him to the final. And, exactly. And again, Marty Bordeur in your way. Yep. Uh, yeah. In his yeah. In that his, was a, in that his was prime, a great but, series. The '99 yeah. Cup final was big for me. That was the Buffalo Dallas. Uh, Brett Hall uh, in the Brett crease. Hall's foot in the crease. Uh, but it was leading up to that final that. that uh, sticks with me because my my family it was our last family vacation really before my sister and i got old enough to go on our own and we went to yellowstone we spent two and a half weeks in yellowstone the grand tetons and when you're in yellowstone park there's nothing to do when the sun goes down they pretty much tell you don't be hanging out in dark because you can get ripped apart by a bear or a wolf yeah and there's no lights so (laughs) or both right (laughs) depending on which one gets you first uh, so we would go back to the hotel, we'd get dinner, go back to the hotel, and we would watch the hockey as a family. And that was that was Stars Avalanche uh, in in the Western Conference Final. I believe that was a seven game series. So I was so involved, and then you know, then it leads to that memorable goal. And I wanted Buffalo to win so bad because I I loved Dominic Hasek, and I was yeah. still one of those guys like they shouldn't be playing hockey in <laughs> Texas. They shouldn't win a cup. And and I always hated Brett Hull. So you know that just. En- enraged me, but uh, yeah, that was that's a memorable one. Speaking of Brett Hull, uh, shout out moment for that BS overtime winner that was illegal. Yep. His foot was in the crease. That was the rule, was the at, rule the at the time, time that had been called to the T every game leading up to that moment. And then at the biggest moment possible, they decided to not call it that way. 
Bad call. Sham cup. Well, however, they had already blown off the fireworks. What are you going to do? Yeah, you can't. You can't reload them. <laughs> you can't. You can't put the bullet back in the gun. Apparently. Well, good news is that was the end of that rule. Yes. yes. Where like, oh, his skate blade is in the crease, so therefore I it's not a goal. It was a it was a bad rule, rule, but it was still but it a rule. was the rule, yeah. and Just it like should not delay, have won the, the cup. The delay a game rule drives me up the wall too nowadays. Yeah, so that's my special shout out cup moment uh, because it ended a terrible rule, mm-hmm. um, but a, a really bad way to lose a cup is to have what we've been doing it this yeah, way all right. year. What are we doing? Yeah. That would be that would be like like a goaltender inter- interference rule review. Don't put that in the universe, buddy. (laughs) Don't put that out there. Don't put anything past the NHL referees right now. All the good good, uh, vibes heading into this series, they will destroy (laughs) that with an offside review that lasts 20 years. Any reviews or anything like that, I really hope nothing comes down So Mario brought up the glorious riding in Vancouver. And when I think of iconic moments or photos, personally... I mean, is there anything more iconic than this? Yeah, photo right nothing, here? Pretty good. nothing like getting a little loving as a riot going on. The Vancouver here. kissing couple in the middle of that riot is—it's just one of the craziest photos. It's one ever of the taken. wildest pictures, and the story behind it is is crazy too. How old is the baby that was conceived? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, two minutes later, eleven, I guess. Kids got to be like 11? in the. It was nice of the Vancouver period. police though to create a barrier around them so they can get down to business. That was. <laughs> You know. Very thoughtful. The one I think of it's from Canadian, the riots it's Canadian nice. is the is the teenage kid holding the hockey stick, screaming outside of a bank that's got the window broken. Um, kid with glasses. Uh, he's like ah, <laughs> and he's got the Canucks T-shirt and he's got a hockey stick and the glasses broken behind him. Like wow, you just lost. you should be uh, used to this by now. There are still no no cups in Canada since 1993. It's crazy. Yep. Well, and, and one last quick one here. I know we're, we're up against it, but the most recent cup final that I, I really enjoyed was uh, 2018 Capitals-Vegas. Yes. That had a lot of great stories. You had the Vegas run. Uh, that was before they got super annoying. And Vegas then, was flurry. And then you had Ovechkin, you know, say what you want about him, whatever. Yeah. I have loved watching Alex Ovechkin play his entire career. The dude has been amazing. I feel blessed that I've been able to watch his entire career. I wanted him to get a Stanley Cup so bad, and when they were able to do it, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was the la- that was the most recent final. Since then, I've kind of been like, "Nah, I'll watch it because you yeah, know it's kind of it's my the job." Final. Yeah. But this year, I'm ex- this is the most excited I've been about a Stanley Cup final since this Capitals yeah. uh, Vegas one. Whenever you have a transcendent player like Ovechkin, a generational player, yes, and they don't win. Think about Dan Marino. Yeah. We're like the entire narrative of this incredible football player is well, he never won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Got there once and his you want, season, never like, went back. McDavid needs to win a cup. Yeah. Austin Matthews needs to win a cup. Yeah. You need these great Think players about to guys win cups. Like Charles so, Barkley, the first thing they say is never won a championship. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which is well, you know, he sort of reinvented himself in the broadcast realm. Right. But yeah, like to have that be the qualifier Patrick in your Ewing. career, that sucks, especially in a team sport like that. That's that's a really tough thing to live down. Yeah, and I it's, think that's it's, that's why I was glad to see Ovechkin get it's one. It's hard. Uh, yeah, I mean, one. people will tear you down when you say this guy's one of the greatest players ever. Well, he never won a title. Well, it's a team sport. Like it's not necessarily his yeah. fault. So when you get that added to your resume, it will shut up that 
sector exactly. of the like, fandom. Yeah. Like, I look at, like, Joe Thornton. Like, he had an incredible career. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. And n- and never never got a Not cup. yet. He's going to play for another nine years. I mean, potentially, yeah. That's who uh, <laughs> Al- Captain Alex DeBrinkett is going to hand the Stanley Cup to in 2027. There you go. To Fourth line center, <laughs> Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton. <laughs> his beard oh, is going to be down to his knees. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that 2018 final was, was a, a great final. Even though it was only five games, it was just a great final and full of – you know, incredible moments. Um, one that sticks out to me was the, uh, I think it was a like a 2-1 game. I think it was game three, game three or four. I can't remember exactly. But um, uh, Vegas had like a two-on-one or a, or, a, or a breakaway, and it looked like it was a sure goal, and Braden Holtby just with the paddle stops stops it right on the goal line in, the, in late in the third period, completely shifting the, 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 the momentum of the series, and, and the Capitals go on to win. Um, you know, that was that was the Capitals and Ovechkin finally getting past. You know, we talk about, you know, the, the, the Blackhawks and, and they're, you know, finally getting past the Red Wings in, mm-hmm. in 2013 and kind of avenging that. And, um, you know, the, the, the Capitals and the Penguins for those 2010s were just that was like yeah. the, the Eastern Conference rivalry. And you knew most years the cup was going through that, you know, going through that series. And it just the Capitals could just never get past the second round, never get past the, the Penguins. And again, second round, Penguins, they get past them. Just, you know, the I, I remember the the goal, Kuznetsov with, you know, flapping his wings. And it was just like, at that moment, they still had to go through the Eastern Conference final to get to the, the Stanley Cup final. But it was just like, that was the moment where you're like, this Capitals team is going to do it. And, and, and I'm a lot like you, Greg. Like, I've always loved watching Ovechkin play and, uh, and, and seeing him um, – finally raised the cup you, you, you just see it as he's just yeah you know with missing the tooth like it was just the the, the elation that he had was 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 awesome and it led to the the summer of ovi which yep. was uh which just as uh, fun epic. was a lot of fun speaking of uh mythological folklore <laughs> 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 so many great stories were forgotten in that summer oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and of course the, the post celebration gave us a great moment off the ice right there in vegas you can google that there yeah, was, that was uh, fun too there was a uh, a couple extra spectators in the crowd that <laughs> night. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless, unless it's on live unless TV. Unless it's shown on NBC yeah, exactly. Sports. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap the show up here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy CHGO, remember the best way to help us continue to grow is to download that PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but make a $50 or more first-time deposit, and you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, shoot an email to pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll get you squared away. And remember, online sign-up is available now in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And a reminder, tomorrow we continue our player evaluations We've got, I have it here on the calendar, and it's I already forgot. It is D-Day, D-Day. Alex DeBrinkett, and Calvin DeHaan. So make sure you join us for that show as well. We're gonna, uh, we're trying to find a Columbus Blue Jackets guest to talk about Brad Shaw, but it's a busy week in Columbus, apparently. Everybody's um, on jury duty in Columbus. I yeah, guess. lots going on. <laughs> lots going on in uh, Something big C-town? happening in Columbus. I don't know. No one calls it that. C-Town? Yeah, sure. The, I bus. Just, the bus. The bus. The bus. There we go. Bus. Big, big time's happening in the bus. So Columbus. We'll get to it. I'm sure we've got some time yet. Um, but remember to join us uh, tomorrow at 11. 
for our player evaluations and a whole lot more on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.